Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. I am on the road, as you can probably tell, in a hotel room um, recording, and I could not be happier. Um, One, I love this city, but more importantly than that, I freaking love this community and the 49ers, and I'm so excited to be able to see them again. You know, we only have two regular season games left this year. Now, obviously, the playoffs, which the 49ers are destined for much more than other franchises like, I don't know, the Raiders or anybody in the NFC West. But, man, enjoying this is going to be incredible. So excited to check out Allegiant Stadium. We've got all of our events that are going on here in Vegas as well, which I'm excited about. And, man, shout out to the Countdown crew. Guys, showing up strong. What's up, Thomas? What's up, Adam? Love it. And, you know, what I wanted to do today is we're going to have our scouting report episode that we do every week. But, man, on the plane ride and all this stuff, I just had a little bit of extra time to try to, like, get out some random thoughts that I had and that I was trying to bring to the game this week. And so, yeah, I almost called this like an odds and ends episode. But, man, I've just got – there's too much stuff to talk about, right? And – you know, I'm hanging out with my wife's family who live here locally in Las Vegas, and they're like, how do you do so many shows? Like, what is there to talk about? I'm like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> I can record five times a day and not hit all of my notes. It's this team, you know, I mean, it, it's it's you when you're so passionate about something and you love something so much like you do the 49ers, this community. Um, there's just so much to talk about. So I um, want to say thank you, man. Appreciate this, Charles. He says, I love your shows. Don says, John, help me get through the pandemic. I need something else to focus on. You're telling me the pandemic, that was rough for me. Uh, kind of ended my tenure as a teacher. 
But, um, yeah, this show helped a lot. What's up, Coach Cruz? We got Sin in the chat. And speaking of all these hashtag CCs, we've given away an autographed Brandon and I to you jersey and three hats. But guess what? My main man, Eric, uh, who runs our Instagram page, we hit 3,000 followers today. So you know what that means. Whenever we hit something, it's giveaway time, baby. So we're going to give away another hat. And want to give a shout-out to Tom, who's running our um, Facebook group. If you haven't joined us over there, 49ers Rush. Um, guess what? We're at 1.3 thousand followers there. So we are growing, which I love. So all you hashtag CCs, you still got time. Get in that. I'm going to pick one lucky winner, and we'll be giving away a hat again um a little bit later uh in this show today so get your hashtag ccs in there what's up daryl appreciate you he says hashtag cc thanks for all you do i freaking love it and yes the vegas empire um is going to be in the house i i'm excited man just to party with there's such a large 49ers community that's in las vegas um you know whenever we did our draft parties here with fred warner elijah mitchell they showed out it was awesome so excited to kind of, you know, meet and hang out with some people who have already met and all that stuff. Here we go. Trey says, John, what's up? I'm here in Vegas, too. Oh, I love it. If we don't see each other, Trey, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, he says, do you think Debo will be on a snap count? Yes, for sure. I don't even – I'm not sure he will play. But if you saw any of the practice tape, the videos that came out from the warm-up period of practice yesterday, Debo's Debo. He's out there dancing, you know, he's having a good time, all that stuff. You could tell he wanted to be back out there. So I, I personally, if I was in charge, you know, it's a sprained ankle. Either it's right or it's not. It's not like, oh, you've got to wait longer. And if he's out there in cleats dancing and, you know, making all the cuts and all that stuff, similar to what we saw with Javon Kinlaw, I think that's the playbook where you might put him out there for a play or two, um, you know, early on, but you don't need too much. But it would be beneficial to him to get the ball in his hands, get hit, build that confidence so that going into the playoffs, he's hitting that full swing, right? So you don't want to do it to where, oh, we're just going to keep you, we're going to keep you, we're going to keep you. And then once the playoffs start, then you jump in there. Shanahan has been – he probably the most common question he's been asked is, oh, are you going to rest players? Are you going to rest players? Are you going to rest players? And he has just been – so adamant about this. Here's a clip right here. Again, you, you can't turn football on and off. I mean, we're, we're trying to make sure everyone stays healthy for the playoffs now in terms of guys who aren't healthy. Um, and then we feel it's a risk. I mean, we can be very smart with that. It's not worth risking that when you know you're in the playoffs. But um, the goal isn't just being healthy in the playoffs. It's we think we're a really good team and we want to make sure that continues. And we also think there's room to get better. And if anything happens, we want to make sure we're better, not worse. Um, it's really hard just to put people on hold in football and expect you'll be the same team um, or definitely expect you'll be better. Um, so every week we're just trying to keep, whether it's practice field, whether it's the game, I mean, there are opportunities to get better. And that's how we look at it. It's great that there's an opportunity to get the two seed. Um, we'll see what it is after this week. Um, hopefully we can win. Um, but then we'll see what the situation is the next week. But we're not going to risk guys who we think um, are putting a lot of risk to what, how their bodies are at now. But I also think it's a big risk to have guys who have been going and playing football at a high level just to tell them don't play for three weeks. And then make sure you play at that high level for three and a half hours when everything's on the line. So we're just balancing that out and um, we'll see how it continues. And so like you look at that and it's look, you're healthy or you're not healthy. And if you're cleared to practice and you're out there dancing, you're healthy. 
Now, does that mean you go out there and you get them 10 plus touches and all that? No, that doesn't make sense. But I do expect Debo to get out there. And if he doesn't this week, I will expect that next week. Um, what's up, Jason? He says, John, with all the gray hair this team has given me over the years, I definitely need a new hat to cover it up. What's up, Jason? I freaking love it, man. Um, yeah, the residency hats are fire, man. They do a great job. Look at Tim Ford. Well, a good friend right here. Um, estimate is 60% of the state would be faithful. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's even more. The only issue that could cause a little disruption in that is just the travel, uh, the holiday travel, all the cancellations, which I felt guilty, man. My flight into Vegas yesterday left early, got here early, was half full for some reason on Southwest. I didn't understand that. We had no issues. Um, I know Wayne, he is on a plane currently. I think he might have just landed. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping everybody gets here safe and all that stuff. I think that's the only way that it could cause problems. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be heavy Niners. I mean, and they've already conceded their year, and we'll talk just a little bit about that in a second. Oh, man, Jack. He says, have fun, John. Appreciate your generosity in the Super Chat. Get a beer on me. I've got Niners winning big 34 to 10. I do too. I have not been on the the – I think twice this year I have felt like I feel today where the Niners should just blow this team out. It was Carolina and then the Mexico trip. Both of those games, and again, you can go back. All my takes are, you know, they're cataloged here on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you listen. Go back and listen to those scouting reports. Those two games, you know, usually I'm quite reserved and think the NFL is the NFL. and There's going to be a lot of close games, which if you look at the Raiders, Seven games in a row have all been decided by a touchdown or less. I have no respect for this team, however. None. Not for the coaching staff. Not for the roster. Yeah, they have some studs. They have some freak studs. Um, but I, I'm with you, Jack. And thank you, first off. But I, I've got a 31 to 10 game. I'll go ahead and spoil my, you know, we'll be doing our scouting report, preview predictions, and all that stuff. That This is just bonus. I, I just had – I have more stuff to talk about uh, <laughs> that I wanted to share. Um, and, yeah, I'm with you, Jack. Thank you so much for your generosity. I want to talk a little bit about a tweet you put out uh, or you messaged me later on. Uh, so don't go too far, my friend. Um, Josh, he says, does Brendel make it as a reserve in the Pro Bowl? Was he worthy of his play? Here's the issue with the Pro Bowl. It's very stat heavy. And there's not a lot of metrics that you can grade offensive linemen on besides pressures allowed, sacks allowed, quarterback hits allowed. That's a quantifiable metric based on what you see repeatedly. And in that, I'm just going to be really honest with you, Jake Prendel's a top five center, right? If you're just looking at pass pro and not getting your quarterback hit, he's top five. However, what does Shanahan look for most in his, his offensive linemen? It's run blocking. And that's why I've been so critical of Jake Kendall because he's not a good run blocker. He's very athletic. He can get to the second level. He just cannot – he does not have the functional strength in the NFL to play at the center position in a dominant run game. And if you want to know why so many runs or the run game hasn't been as great as it has been, you just got to look at Jake Kendall. So having said all of that, pass pro, he's pro bowl level. Run game – he is by far the biggest weakness on our old line, and it's not even close. But his play has picked up. He's gotten better. He has improved, which is great. Um, but it's not like it's, you know, amazing. Uh, this just came in from Adam Schefter. Commander's running back Antonio Gibson is now out for their game um, on New Year's Day. Uh, just another thing of the 49ers just 
beat the crap out of teams. Um, he had a decent game against us, didn't get a lot of carries, but uh, he's out now, which sucks. I hate, every injury is a bad injury, So, but it is a testament to, man, you play this team, you play this team, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. Yatsik, what's up, my friend? Um, he says, do we have any news updates on Kinlaw's knee status? No, he got out there healthy. Um, you know, they said beforehand. I said beforehand that the first day, maybe even the first and second day of practice this week, he would not be in there because again, you're just trying to get him extra time to recover. I think that he'll be on a similar snap count, maybe 15 to 20 snaps. He got 16 last week. We're not going to get any news. On that, uh, Kyle Shanahan is just going to say, oh, you know, this was precautionary, whatever else. Uh, but, yeah, he's good to go. Um, here we go. Yeah, Josh, he's good to go. So we'll see how he plays. I thought he played great. Um, it was awesome having him out there. You don't get that goal line stop in the first half without him. You just don't do it. Um, you just don't do it. So uh, let's do this. I got way too many, way too many uh, questions, and this is the best thing that could possibly happen today. So – um, Isaiah, he says, does Nick Bosa break the NFL sack record this week? No, but he can. He can break the 49ers all-time record, 19 and a half. He's at 17 and a half. I think he's going to tie the record this week. I think he'll pass the record next week, and I think that's enough. Um, 19 and a half sacks is just stupid, right? The most sacks a 49ers player has ever had in the history of this franchise, and it is a rich history, is 19 and a half. Nick Bosa is going to break that this year. I think he'll tie it this week. I think he gets two sacks. And then I think he breaks it next week against um, the Cardinals. That's just kind of what I see. Um, and so we'll see there. So keep these questions coming in. Tag me um, if you haven't yet. Here we go. Looking forward, Cristiano. Um, he says, hey, John, what do you? Uh, what would you do if they had? If you had to bring a DC in for the Niners next year, anything you would change? No, the scheme works. And that has – permeated not one but two defensive coordinators right so whether that was sala or whether now where we are with D'Amico, you don't change it your personnel's built for it you don't change those things um the one thing i wouldn't change anything i want to say like off the top of my head man just talanoa closer to the line of scrimmage more often but then you look at him and he leads the 49ers with interceptions he's got some blown coverages for sure there's no doubt about it but uh no, I wouldn't make too many changes. I really, really wouldn't. Ooh, Josh says, I predict a Danny Gray 60-plus yard touchdown. That would be fun. Um, I'm looking for a hit at some point. Um, Shane, look at this guy. He read my notes. Um, he says, John, did you see the 49ers linebackers are the fastest in the league? Yeah, this is from this next-gen stats. I saw this tweet, and – the criteria was on 20 – I want to use the same language they used – a minimum of a 20-plus yard play, or they ran over 20 yards in one play. So what they did is they quantified the three starting linebackers for each team and their fastest time because they have the chips in their shoulder pads, right, the GPS trackers, their fastest speed between all three of them, then averaged them together. Well, the 49ers came out first. The fastest linebacking group in the NFL – um, they had a 15.05 mile per hour average between the three of them. Now, what's that mean? Second place was the Lions with a 14.85. Third place was the Cowboys with a six, uh, sorry, 14.41. So you can kind of see the difference there. It's a considerable jump from the third to the second to the first. Uh, again, you want to know why this defense works so well? Number one, Nick Bosa. 
number two, the linebackers, number three, Charvarius Ward. Like, though, that's the pecking order for me. Bosa, linebackers, Charvarius Ward. And you can throw Hufunga in there. You can throw Armstead in there. There's a lot of reasons why. It's the sum of the parts. But if you're doing one, two, and three, man, Bosa, linebackers, Char Ward. That's just the way that it goes. Now, on top of that, you know, they also put in the little asterisk in the bottom of their graphic that the 49ers also have the fastest defensive back group in the NFL, which I never would have guessed. Charveris Ward's not a burner. Manuel Mosley was probably the fastest. Samuel Womack's quick. Demo wasn't really the fastest. Everybody criticized Hufunga for a lack of speed. Tayshawn Gibson's 32 years old. Jimmy Ward's 30 plus years old. But again, on plays where you find the fastest for each starting 49er, right? 20 plus yards run. They're the fastest in the NFL of any defensive back group in the NFL with a 15.88 grade. So almost a full mile per hour faster than our linebackers. I never would have guessed that. If somebody would have said, oh, did you know the 49ers have the fastest you know, linebackers and DBs in the NFL? I'd say, no, they don't. Look at their 40s. And I can pull them up and tell you why that's not true. But there's 40-yard speed, then there's football speed. And that's what Hufanga has in spades, right? That's what you know Charvarius Ward has. That's what these guys have. And so shout out to the 49ers draft department, um, their front office, all those things, because – Whenever you build speed, speed kills, but also it, it's not just speed. You can have the fastest guy in the world. That's great. Look at Deion Sanders, right? Deion Sanders, probably one of the best corners of all time. One defensive player of the year for the 49ers. Unreal. However, he didn't like to hit and he would tell everybody, I don't get paid to hit. I ain't going to do that. The 49ers have found a weird way to blend speed with aggression. <laughs> you will not find better tackling corners Three, the three starting corners for the 49ers, Charvarius Ward, Demo, and Jimmy Ward. You will not find more physical corners in the NFL. No, none. You might find one or two that fit in that parameter across the NFL. No team has two guys like that that want to come up and hit. They will hit. We are blitzing Charvarius Ward off the edge, and he's hitting freaking Brian Robinson in the backfield and getting attacked for loss. Like, that's not normal. But the physicality, and a lot of it is, man, look at Charvarius Ward, undrafted. Dude clawed his way into the NFL, right? Demo, late round pick, his nickname's the freaking hyena. <laughs> the hyena. Yeah, Jimmy Ward, who's freaking fighting with DeAndre Hopkins in practice and dropping F-bombs anytime he can get. That dude is just, he's just a dog. That's all they, like, and I mean that in the highest possible complimentary way I possibly can. He will fight your grandma. Probably won't fight your grandma, but that mentality is present. Then you bring up Hufanga. Okay, yeah, Hufanga literally out there trying to kill people. And Tayshawn Gibson. I mean, he's got a linebacker build, but has done it for so freaking long. Um, yeah, it, it's it's impressive, this defense. Kim, what's up, man, from across the water? Uh, he says, I'm up against Josh Jacobs in a fantasy. Oh, should I be worried? Hell no. Now the touches he's going to get. He's probably going to get 20-plus touches, but no, don't be worried. The volume will be there for him, but um, no, it's going to be all quantity and no quality. Um, not too worried about it. Look at what the 49ers have not allowed one rusher to go for over 60 yards rushing all year. All year. Not 60 yards or more. Not once. It, it just doesn't happen. 
And so <laughs> there we go. Uh, Shade says Jimmy Ward is a pit bull. That is correct. That is correct. And James, man, you guys, we got a nice flow going on here. I got my notes to the side. Uh, I got the chat here. I'm on my cell phone and my I've got all kinds of setup here. I'm getting I'm I'm getting better at the setup here. He says, what will special teams mean this game? And, man, I went back, and, again, plane rides are fun for me. The last game against the Commanders, okay? So let's let's build this context out to the point of this question. Great question, James. Special teams is a big deal to me. Uh, my first coordinator job was as a special teams coordinator, and so I took it very serious. Coach long snappers, punters. Growing up, I was a long snapper whenever I played, um, but whatever. I went back and looked at it because the Commanders were the number one team in the NFL as far as special teams efficiency and DVOA. They're number one. Um, 49ers dominated them in special teams, which was crazy. So I went back and looked at it, and the 49ers had a positive 3.02 grade across the entire special teams. That's uh, field goals, extra point, kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, all that stuff, right? plus 3.02, which isn't great, okay? I mean, it's good, but it's not great. However, I was like, man, I'm curious. Let's go back through, I did the last, I went all the way up to the Chiefs game because I feel like that's when the switch turned for the 49ers. And so I went back and I started logging all of the different, um, again, expected points versus special teams. We got a plus 3.02 against the commanders, okay? Seahawks. Minus nine. <laughs> Terrible. One of the lowest grades we've ever had. Bucks, minus 0 0.4. Dolphins, 1.0. We were positive against the Dolphins. Saints, 2.22 positive. Cardinals in Mexico, minus 1.4. Chargers, minus 5.3. Rams, minus 2.4. That game we had against the Commanders might have been the best special teams game, or at least one of the best, definitely top five, since Kyle Shanahan showed up. Like, and I'm not, I'm using that phrase correctly, okay? It's very, very easy to sit here and, like, hyperbole say, oh, it's the best game we've had special teams-wise. And it might well be, but it 100% is in the top five games since Kyle Shanahan has become head coach because we have been dog crap in special teams. Hightower, you know, Longhorn, Hook'em, we lost last night. That hurt my soul. I didn't even get to watch it because I was with the in-laws. That hurt my soul even more but that's okay i regress this is my therapy uh <laughs> i love your wife i love your family oh that was rough uh anyway having said that hightower who was shanny's best friend was five years in a row ours did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 
$100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Special teams coordinator was trash, man. He was such a bad coordinator. You replaced them. Special teams have been bad this year. They really, really have. And, man, I wonder, Coach Cruz, he he sent over a lot of the research that he does this week. We're 21st in the NFL now. We were 32nd, 31st, 29th. We keep climbing. Now we're 21st. We almost have an average special teams output for the year. 16's average, right? And if we could just get that average, this is such a huge increase in what the 49ers have done over the past five years. It's a big deal, James. So if we if we stay with this, what does it look like for this game? The Raiders are a very, very bad coach team. In fact, they are 25th in special teams. That stat comes to you, courtesy of the man himself, Coach Cruz, uh, who is just unreal. He is awesome. Now, before we get to more of your questions, I haven't even touched my notes, man. I I got a lot of notes here. This is going to be a fun episode. But before we finish, I'm going to get a quick sip of coffee. And the best way that you can support this show, man, Patreon. Uh, We passed over 400. I think we're at like 411 now. It just keeps growing. Best way to support the show right here. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. All right, let's give away a hat, man. Uh, the generosity of anonymous Patreon subscriber gave away three to help support the channel. This one's coming from Chapman himself. Um, congratulations to Red and Gold Blooded. Got the hashtag CC in today. I need you to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I will get that taken care of, get that sent out to you, cover all those charges. Residency hat coming your way, my friend. Uh, appreciate the support in the chat, and if you guys haven't, um already hit that subscribe button you know anytime we go live hashtag cc what's up ryan 
I see him. He just got here. Throw it in there. We'll take it anytime, baby. Uh, Tim, I love it, love it, love it. Um, this is awesome. Troy says, this team is special. Is there anything in the league you would be worried to, to play? I, I've said this repeatedly this year. If you want to beat the 49ers from a defensive perspective, uh, your offense versus 49ers defense, right? If you want to beat the 49ers, you have to throw the ball deep outside the numbers. Because we do a traditional cover two and cover three and quarter system, you've got to throw the ball deep. If you just do short throws underneath, you're not going to beat us because we tackle too well. That's what we want you to do, right? Napoleonic war code, what do we not want you to do? We don't want you to run the ball, and we don't want you to throw the ball deep. So if you're going to beat us, those are the two things you have to do. That's why Patrick Mahomes has had so much success against us because regardless of your coverage, regardless of your scheme, regardless of whatever, Patrick Mahomes is that damn good. He can kind of overcome that. That's why he played so close against Justin Herbert even without his wide receivers. 49ers have had two close games in the NFL this year that have been a touchdown or less. One of those was the Chargers, right? Um, so playing against those hyper elite physical corners that can run the ball as well, that's the issue, right? You lost to Justin Fields. Why? Because he ran around, ran around, ran around in a monsoon. But those are kind of the issues. Even the Russell Wilson game that you lost, who which looks absolutely like dog poop, um, you know, he made two or three plays. We had the worst quarterback game probably in Niners history that game. Um, and we made some mistakes and penalties, and that cost us. So you want to beat the 49ers, you've got to have a hyper-athletic quarterback that can throw the ball deep. Those are the only – that's the only way you're going to beat this team. And the good news, let's throw this around, is Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has stepped up, and this is kind of where we started this show, he stepped up and he's played so well. The updated defensive player of the year um, odds on betting sites, it's different almost everywhere you look. Bosa is negative 1,100, meaning if you bet, you're not going to get much of a return now because he's just that much of a favorite. Parsons, who is number two, is plus 625. That's a huge gap, man. Um, so basically that means this award is basically locked up. Um, and plus, on top of that, now Parsons is dealing with an injured hand. He played through it. I fully expect him to continue to play. But if Bosa gets one more sack, this is over. Uh, Bosa might not even have to play, and he'd probably still win the ward. Uh, the defense is just too good. He's too good. The best player on the best defense, the most important position, <clears throat> the name recognition's there. It's what it is. Uh, it's just what it is. Now, um, also, sticking with awards, Brock Purdy um, was named Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Week, uh, which was awesome. So he continues to get, you know, more and more of those accolades. Now, sticking with kind of championship 49ers defenses, yeah, this came to me from Dexter C. He emailed me, and I thought this was spot on. I, I didn't even – this didn't even enter into my brain head. He said, this team's not like – 2012 or the 2019 49ers, it feels just like the 1994 49ers. Needed a lockdown corner, you went and got it. Both sides of the ball in 1994 were great. That's where this team is, and that's why they're moving the ball. He went on to say, spread your positivity, keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you, Dexter. Man, that is not me. I can't take credit for this. That is locked on analysis because if you look at the 2012 or the 2019 team, it was bully football 
it was physical, you know, whether it's Colin Kaepernick running like crazy or Debo running like crazy in 2019. It was just bully mentality. This team is different. When Christian McCaffrey slid in, it went from bully, which we still have those aspects with Kittle and Debo, even though he's injured. It went from that to finesse efficient. And, and now hold on. Hold on. I understand I'm probably getting a little recoil whenever I use the word finesse on an offensive standpoint. But we're not in the wishbone very often, right? But, yeah, we have – you know, we're in 22 personnel, but we're checking down on option routes. We're throwing to the flats. We're doing screens. We're doing slant routes way more often than we saw in 2019 or 2012. It's, it's – even if you look at the 49ers <clears throat> rushing numbers and all those things – the 49ers offense, we're ninth in rushing attempts this year. We are throwing the ball at a very healthy clip of late. And so it, it's just different. And if you go back to 1994, I, I've said this many times, especially in the offseason, I think that's the most efficient quarterback year of all time. Steve Young, 1994, like unbelievable. The most efficient quarterback play of any quarterback in the history of the league for one year. And that's kind of what comes to mind this year is just efficiency on the offensive side. First downs, keep moving. Oh, and again, if you going back to past years, Rappaport just uh, reported Josh Norman has been elevated from practice squad to the uh, Panthers starting lineup. Things could be worse. Things could be worse. Um, love that message from uh, Dexter, though. The 1994, I'm sticking with that. And so I want to give him credit. Also from 49ers Barbecue Lover, um, he said he saw some of this on Reddit and shared and added to it. And I love it. Again, let's just stick with, and some of these are going to be a counterpoint to what I just said. And that's okay because, again, it's, it's a much more nuanced take um, than just saying this is what the 49ers are. And I, I love that. Um, so far, the 49ers this year have. Carolina fired their head coach. After they fired that coach, trade us their best player on offense. That was hilarious. Shut down the Rams' hopes of defending the Super Bowl. They crushed them twice. After that, the Rams were never considered a serious contender. Shut out the Saints for the first time in 20 years. By the way, guess who team that shut them out 20 years ago? Also the 49ers. Ruined the Dolphins' season completely. They haven't won a game since they were they were 8-3. and three, Best offense in the NFL. McDaniel's a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. Blah, 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 blah. Kyle's not a genius. It's him. Eh, what a difference a month month makes, right? Their season's basically done. Um, and the 49ers ruined it. That's just that's just facts. I, I don't I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Destroyed Tom Brady 35 to 7, won the div the division in Seattle, swept Seattle, won five straight games against your division. There's one more left. Like I'm not forced to quarterback change in Washington. Scared the Raiders into changing their quarterback before we even played them. And teams are winless against us. They're 0-13 the week following the 49ers game. It, when you look at all of those things, it's just it, – it's like Thanos. That's what the 49ers are. Like they just go in and just destroy people. Um, red and cold-blooded, congrats on the hat first off, my friend. Um, thank you for the super chat. It says Brock seems more trusted by Kyle, 100%. His first start came out, four straight passes, backed up in the one doing play-action rollouts. We saw what happened when Jimmy did that. didn't go well. Um, yeah, 
there's going to be a point where Purdy regresses. Regresses. It has to come. It has to. You can't. He'd be the best quarterback in the history of the NFL if he just stays on this path, right? And I hope that's exactly what we get. But at some point, you got to regress to the mean. You just have to. Um, I do not see that happening against this poor Raiders defense. Um, they are not good. They're, in fact, bad. 23rd in points allowed, 25th in total yards, Dead uh, second to last in turnovers. We'll jump more into that in our scouting report uh, show tomorrow, which I'll have airing tomorrow um, before we have our event, which, hey, if you are in Vegas, guys, you got to come hang out with us. That's just – you don't have a choice. You got to. Now, there are plenty of 49ers other parties, and I'm going to a bunch of those, but I'll be setting up for this one. You can go to all the – we do – we purposefully scheduled our show, our party, at Tailgate Social from 1 to 4.30 so that you can make it to the other parties and still come out and hang out with us. Um, we've got giveaways galore. Um, I think I'm giving away more stuff this this one than I ever have before. Um, we're getting to the end of the year. Uh, right now we have this party, which is going to be incredible. And then the wild card game, we've got our freaking tailgate, which is going to be a blast in Blue Lot 1. So come on out with us. Look for the flag as always, 49ers Rush Road Trip. Um, man, it's going to be a blast. Come out with us. That's what's up. Now, a um, couple other things. I've got my bets of the week, which I just posted on Patreon. Um, my bookie hasn't dropped all the player props yet, so I'm hoping to add to that tomorrow. But, you know, one of my favorite things, I got a three-team teaser, which we have crushed this year. Three-team plus 10 teaser. I'm taking 49ers just even versus the Raiders. I'm taking Chiefs minus two and a half versus the Broncos. And I'm taking the Bears plus 16 against the Lions. Um, that's my teaser. If you want more bets of the week, man, we've done really, really well. <laughs> we have done very, very well this year. And I, I think another reason sticking with the comment on, you know, why they trust Purdy so much, they protected the ball since Brock Purdy has stepped in Miami forward. They only had three turnovers in those four games, total turnovers. Now what? Okay. Three total turnovers. One was the fourth down throw against the dog. Um, and whenever they intercepted it, what happened was it pushed them back another like 22 yards. I think the second one was the Debo injury where his leg got bent back and he fumbled the ball. And the third one, was Juwan Jennings dropped pass on a slant route that resulted in an interception and seven points because of the field position. That's it. Not one of those were, quote-unquote, on Brock Purdy in a negative way. Brock Purdy, has he thrown passes that should have been intercepted that were dropped? Yes. But it kind of equals out, right? So, you know, you you switch out the Juwan Jennings dropped, bobbled-up pass for an interception with the one that should have been picked off um, against the Seahawks, Quandre Diggs, that hit him right in the palms of the hands and he dropped it. So, but the numbers are where they should be. The fact that three turnovers in four games, that is winning football. Now, if we talk about complementary football and we stick with that same time frame, the 49ers defense has forced 10 turnovers in that same span. Given up three, gotten 10. Oop, this way it's mirrored. There we go. Gotten three. I'm sorry, giving up three, gotten 10. That's plus seven. 
You're plus seven turnover ratio in four games. Guess what? You're going to win those games. And that's just what continues, continues, continues to take place. Keto Killer, what's up, brother? He says they need to change the interception passes to correct person. That last one should have been on Jennings. I'm with you. And the problem with stats, and this is more of like a baseball conversation, if you change it now, how do you change the past? And so that's why they're always so reluctant to change it. But I'm with you. You watch that play, and you think that's on Brock Purdy. I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And I did have people in my mention say, no, that was on Purdy. Jimmy wouldn't have done that. You would have blamed Jimmy if he did that. And I'm just like, what? Um, apologist still out there. And I love Jimmy. And I want him to move on and be very, very successful somewhere else where he can be the guy, where he can get paid, all those things. Ryan, he says, John, do you think Brandon IU will have a game against the Raiders? Hoping he puts up some fantasy points on Sunday. I don't know if you saw – and I, I don't want to turn this into a giant Raiders conversation, but their locker room's a mess. And I'm going to bring this back to B.A. You know, um, there was a press conference around Devontae Adams, and he said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr has lost his job. Not only lost his job, they told him, go home, leave the locker room. We don't want you to be a distraction. Now, I've seen reports where Derek Carr asked to leave, and I've seen reports where Raiders told him to leave. So I don't know what the correct one is. Regardless, it's bad. After all this took place, they asked Devontae Adams, and he said a lot of people aren't happy about this. Bad locker room, bad coaching staff, bad ownership. And he said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And so B.A. commented on that clip on Instagram and said, man, if you're loyal to your boy, you should sit this one out. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But if you're loyal to your guy, you should sit this one out with them. Go for, go be with your guy or go be with your bro. And B.A. is different. I wanted to call, you know, Brandon Ayuk Frankenstein to Fred Warner. But I think Fred Warner's Frankenstein, that's the name of the doctor, the monster, would be B.A.? I don't know. Mary Shelley, I'm off on the, <laughs> the literary analysis. But I think I got it right. Because if you remember, you go back to this year. Yes, I do think Brandon Ayuk is going to have a game. I'm curious to see what they're going to put his catches at because I think he's going to get five catches over 87 yards. That's my stat projection for him. So based on where the prop bets come out, that would tell you where I'm betting. Five catches, 87 yards is what I expect. Uh, but I digress. Fred Warner, if you go back this offseason, which we do this show year-round, and if you guys just watch during the year, that's awesome, and I'm very thankful for your time that you joined with us. But, man, hit that subscribe button. Join us year-round uh, because we've covered this and how Fred Warner just kept picking at Ayuk, picking at Ayuk, picking at Ayuk, all freaking minicamp, all offseason, all preseason, to the point where Brent Ayuk punched him in the face, uh, at helmets and all that kind of stuff. But Ayuk ain't been the same. And you watch the film when we do our all-22 breakdowns, you see Ayuk freaking – almost taking on like a Jawan Jennings, like pestering, like bully mentality after the play. And now it's bleeding over into social media. This is one of the quietest press guys there is. You, you see a BA press conference. He's quiet, calm. He's chill, man. But he ain't that on the field anymore. And now it's starting to take on that persona off the field. And I am here for it. B.A. out there bullying people on social media? Whew. 
Oh, I, I freaking love it. And Tim says, yeah, just wet his feet. You know what I'm saying? I, I freaking love it. Um, Scott, he says, John, uh, just love your Patreon content. It is fire. We put out seven shows this week um, on Patreon alone. One a day. Now, I know not everybody can make me watch all those things. That's okay. But we are taking care of you guys. And we're going to be having a Zoom hangout this next week after I get back home. Um, so, uh, which I'm super excited about to hang out. So, stick with us. We got you. We've got a lot more content coming your way. Just wanted to say thank you. Again, recording live from Vegas. Come out, party with us if you're around. And let me say this. It, you know, we do have to charge for a lot of our stuff because we pay the venue. We pay for all the stuff that we're giving away. Most of these things we don't make money on. Uh, we, I see these events as marketing and community building, which is fine. So if I can get as close to a zero some game, I'm happy. All that to say this. If you are a person that wants to come to a hangout and for some reason finances are the only reason why you cannot, message me. Now, not always can I just give away free stuff, whatever else. But if that is what's keeping you from being part of this community, then I will be pissed off. Reach out to me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, JL underscore Chapman, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. We'll figure a solution. Um, I'll see what we can do based on the cost of different events in different cities or everything. But community first, always. I got to feed my family, and that's part of it. But do not allow something like freaking money to stop you from enjoying freaking experience that we continue to put together and bring people together and build friendships and community and all that stuff so anyway i don't know if that came across correct or not but um anyway love you guys appreciate y'all thank you for the time we got a lot more content tomorrow we'll have the scouting report over on youtube i've got some extra film breakdowns that we're loading compliments of juan solace and then we're just going to keep going we're just going to keep grinding so thank you to our executive producers 49ers george 365 and kilted niner Man, let's go get that W. I freaking, ah, we're going to blow this team out. We're going to blow this team out. I'm going to love every second of it. Anyway, thank you guys. Until next time, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.